Viagra's got nothing on yeah. this thing. It was like boing. It was like I've never tasted anything like that. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. Travel back in time to the '80s, reliving the laughter. <laughs> the heroes. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go Ghostbusters. And the honesty. What's up, Norm? My nipples. It's freezing out there. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Sure, it's not 1985 right now, but who knows what tomorrow will bring. City of the Angels. City of the Angel. Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears with TampaBay.com, and we're back in Tampa, ready to tackle another episode of 80s News Now. Fear the refrigerator, and if you like, you go behind the bar, make yourself martinis. Wait a second, y'all on duty. No martinis for you. Perrier water is what you want, right? Guy got some swimming trunks in the bedroom. Dive in the pool. Come on, in the pool. Party time! With me as always, he's the Axel Foley to my Detective Rosewood. <laughs> Times pop music critic Sean Daly. Baby, don't even give me that. We just got back from Los Angeles where you were a star. You, I've never seen you so happy in the six years I've known you as those four or five days that we were in Hollywood, California. You came alive out there. You were amazing. You, you, you still sweated a lot. You know, but it was a different kind of sweat. If I don't sweat, sweat, I die. <laughs> I take in a certain amount of toxins every day. <laughs> My doctor has always said, when the day you stop sweating, call me. <laughs> no, but it, it, the weather was absolutely stunning, was it not? Oh, it was incredible. I love that town. Do you? I, I'm glad you said that. It was really funny. We were there for about 20 minutes, and you're like, Daily, I see why you love L.A. so yeah, much. Yeah. And you know what? We're going to talk about a little bit more in our very first 80s News Now segment. The Totally 80s Road Trip in Los Angeles is finally in the history's book. The Stuckin' 80s boys are back, alive, and ready to talk about it. Dish, my friend, Dish. Amazing. Amazing trip. You know, I took some hits last year when we went to Las Vegas. I brought my C game, unfortunately. But what game did I bring in Vegas this time, Spears? A+, my friend, A+. If you haven't heard the last episode where we, we recorded on this beautiful bucolic hill... Uh, at the Hollywood Bowl, a picnic area. Um, you have to listen to that podcast. It's really short. We're right? about 18 minutes long. Yep. And you get a lot of celebrities, well, the Stuck in the 80s Nation celebrities on there who, who joined us out there. But I am just, I'm on the cusp. <laughs> I'm on the cusp of being a mess. But, uh, God, it was a great, great time. So many great memories, too, and great friends who showed up. Yeah, uh, Marty Yu was there. Uh, Marty Yu's the funniest man in America. No kidding. The funniest man in America is Marty Yu. I love that. If he I been, wish I would have hugged him more. I know. You know, if he had been there last year in Las Vegas, that trip might have been saved. Marty Yu could have saved Las Vegas. God, Marty Yu was so good. It's like, he was so, everything he says is funny. Yeah. I love that man. Great I love person. him. Who else was there? Uh, Mike in San Antonio, making his third 
Yeah. Trip. The only person to Hall of Famer. Trips, yeah. Formerly uh, known as Mike and Austin. Right. Uh, he'll always be Mike and Austin to me. Yeah. Uh, Crash from Long Beach. Crash, insane. Crash shows up with one of those things at the airport, like a placard that says, oh, it was so oh good. God, his name uh, on I loved it. Just Drew from Simi Valley. I, he showed up late. He looks exactly like Jeff Daniels, which he has to hear like 20 times a day. Of course, that's the first thing I say to him. Not being original at all. Like, I could see him. his enthusiasm dropped immediately. <laughs> I want to spend more time with Just Drew. Um, Jim, Wh- Jim Withers. Jim Withers was with us uh, almost throughout yeah, you know. Well, damn straight. He took a fifteen-hour uh, plane ride to be there. Yeah, I loved him. He, uh, we went to Santa Monica Pier with Jim, uh, and I waited in line uh, for a roller coaster with him. And then when I was really parched, he magically pulled a two-liter bottle of Pepsi out of his mystery bag. Yeah. <laughs> who else we got? Uh, Allie from like totally eighties was there. Yeah, she was. I had no idea who I was though. Yeah, that's okay. Can she was for- a she was a total uh, Spearsy fan. Are we forgetting anybody? Um, let's see, was there, we met some other friends, oh, that guy Brad, yeah, Brad was Was there. it Brad? Brad, Bradley, it wasn't Greg, Greg, Greg from LA, Greg, nah, maybe, Brad, nah, of course, the great Brad Williams, who helped us, uh, enormously, immensely, uh, he set up the, uh, picnic area, which was stunning, it was a bit of a hike, up <laughs> <laughs> to Hollywood Hills, I thought Spears was gonna stroke out, <laughs> you're bitching the I'm whole not, way, I'm not, I'm not into hills. I've lived my whole life in Florida for the most part. Yes, and hills, if they're three, if they're more than three feet tall, they're they are an obstacle to me. So climbing up the the hill to get but to it was our worth the area, climb. Yeah, and into the Hollywood Bowl was just was. I, it took me like I think I didn't stop sweating for an hour after I got into our yeah, seat. The bowl, you're like straight up. God, what a, a tremendous venue, though. And let's get to the concert itself. Right. Um, Who did we see? <laughs> Human League. Human B-52s, League. B-52s, The Fix, and Berlin. God, Terry Nunn was the host from Berlin, and they she opened up with some songs. She looks fantastic. She does. Did it feel weird to have Berlin as the opening act? Didn't it seem like they could have played for an hour, and we would have still known all their songs? Here's the thing. Yeah, yeah. They were there for 20 minutes. Tops, yeah, we need. We mean you reviewed the show. Did a great review of the show. You can go to um, the Stuck in the 80s blog on TampaBay.com. And you were a little harsh on uh, Human League. Yeah. Because what you had, you had two great sets, Berlin, then The Fix, and their sets were so trunca- truncated time-wise that boom, 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 it was all hits. Half hour. Then B-52s come on to about an hour. Hour, yeah. An hour, and they were just great. And they're a party band, so this whole place is rocking, and then the headliners, I guess you say, were the human league. They were the headliners. And they come out last, and the oh, set list was man. awkward, and it was so, with the B-52s, is kind of a natural sound, you know? Uh, and then Human League was like, doot, 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 doot. you know, it's um, yeah, yeah. The, I wasn't, the trouble I wasn't is, okay, here's the trouble, and it, it, this happens. You have bands like Berlin and The Fix, who, for the most part, when they tour, they play their hits. And then you have the B-52s, who they do have a new album, but I think it's a couple years old now. I think it was called Funplex. And their set did have a lot of tunes from that new album. Yeah. But thankfully, they were out there for an hour, so you can still get all the great hits. And every once in a while, they'd throw in a, a song from Funplex, which wasn't a bad album. It was okay. It was fun. You know, Funplex. But then, The Human League. And they have a new album, too, called Credo. And Greedo? Greedo from Star Wars? <laughs> Greedo shot first. <laughs> um, it's I, I haven't listened to it all yet, and now I really have no intention to. Because they literally opened the show. I think the first two out of the first three songs were from Credo. And oh, it just—it was a bucket. Energy, it was a yeah. bucket of cold water yeah, on the was. concert. And I felt so bad because I had seen 
Human League a few years ago for the very first Stuck in the 80s getaway in Las Vegas. And they blew me away. They were incredible. Now, granted, it was a much smaller arena. Yeah. But, in all fairness to them, by then I had consumed my weight in wild turkey. Yeah. So I had hit, yeah. I had hit well, you the know, proverbial we, wall. You know, we finished a whole bottle of 101 proof wild turkey at the turkey. Yikes. A whole bottle. Jeez. You know, special thanks to, to Brad Williams and Brad's wife who showed up with a bounty of picnic goods. Because you had like half a bag of like, uh, <laughs> salsa and some salsa. chips. Oh, God. I was about to oh, die. No and so kidding. then they, 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 they stuffed my craw. But no, the, the, the concert was great. I had a great time. Steve was like the king. Because you're in these little boxes of four, you know? And so Steve is first. And people were literally coming up and kissing the ring. Are you Steve Spears? And then the two uh, women behind us, I think they were women, <laughs> they were like, Steve Spears? I don't think they knew who I was. I think Andy was like... Your friend Andy was like trying to pick them he up. Was, he was so he was saying anything. Yeah, he was obliterated. And I think even Andy would... Hopefully will admit that. He was obliterated that night. Yeah. I remember he, he drove home in the, in the jump seat of, of our... SUV, <laughs> the rumble seat, and we never saw, we never heard from him again that <laughs> night. The uh, what was really funny though is that when we were walking in, you know, we're walking finally into our seats, and I'm passing this guy who's got a white collared shirt on with a big stuck in the '80s logo on there, and I, I've got one of those shirts. It doesn't fit real well, and I feel bad that I even bought it. And I said, but I go, oh my God, hey, I go, hey, look, stuck in the '80s. And he looks over at me, and I'm wearing that stupid lime green. T-shirt with the big stuck in the '80s logo on it, and he and he, he he looks at me and he goes, "How did you get that shirt?" I'm like, "I'm Steve Spears." I swear the guy squealed. Did he? Yeah, he's like, like I'm Ned Beatty and Deliverance. I'm Caesar. Yeah, and I'm like, "Yeah, it's, hey Caesar." And then we, you know, and right then, boom, Berlin starts their set, and everyone goes scrambling for the yeah. seats. It was good. It was a good it's moment fun. for you. It was a good moment for you. All right, some other. So the '80s night was amazing. Some other. Uh, two of your highlights from the whole uh, LA trip. Oh, the red velvet pancakes from the Griddle Cafe. Here's our travel tip, okay? In, in, in our 17 years of doing this show, or however long it's been, here's our, our number one money in the bank travel tip. If you go to L.A. on the Sunset Strip, there's a little place called the Griddle, right back by the Directors Guild of America. It is, would you say, the greatest breakfast place in America? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And they did this thing Steve was telling you about, the red velvet pancake with cream cheese frosting. Yeah, and some powdered sugar, maybe oh, some cocoa. Oh, my God. Warm, straight from the griddle. <laughs> Viagra's got nothing on yeah. this thing. It was like, boing. It was like, I've never tasted anything like that. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. It was incredible. It was amazing. All the food. And, uh, we went and had, we had food at Musso and Frank's, which I guess Musso and Frank's. Hollywood's oldest uh, yeah, restaurant. Yeah, I think uh, the guy who served Charlie Chaplin also <laughs> served us, and he was just as fast. He said that joke that night, too. Yeah, I know. It didn't go over as well. No. Much like, I don't know why I just don't retire that. <laughs> uh, I had a great time at, uh, we, we toured the Hollywood Hills a bit. Uh, our loved ones, uh, uh, Tina and Sharona, were out with us, and we had a great time at Santa Monica Pier, also with Jim Withers. He's like the great gazoo, that guy. Yeah. Hello, Fred. <laughs> Yeah, um, the, we had an awesome time. Yeah, we saw we saw Madonna's house, uh, Madonna's Stallone's house, house uh, Stallone's. Oh, Michael Jackson, the house where he died. Yeah, 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 that was. And there's a lot of people. Like you know, you're in a in front right. of a famous house. Yeah. So here's here's how it comes down. We're driving. Sean's driving around the wet, the white SUV, kind of OJ Simpson ish. It think was about. a Ford Explorer. It was it awesome. Was. Yeah. And so he's driving, and we're trying to give him direction. I think Jim Withers is still in the backseat of the Ford Explorer, <laughs> and we're we're driving around with this cheesy five dollar map that we bought. On a street corner that literally is impossible to read. It's it's tough. And and up till now we've told Sean every house we're looking for, 
and finally we, we spot this name. Well, on I'd the gone list. to Walt Disney. Right. I'd gone to Disney's house, and that was, uh, yeah. And then you, we you guys it. were talking in the car. Yeah, yeah. While you're sitting there crying on Walt Disney's doorstep, yeah. we find Michael Jackson's house and realize it's literally around the corner. So we get in the car. So Sean gets back in the car. He's weeping. You know, he's just toweling himself off. And we give him directions. Like, we're not telling you where we're going. I'm jacked. I love it, right? I love right. this game. I love driving and up in the hills. We pull up and there's these people outside. And Sean rolls down the window. He's like, who is this? Where, where are we at? And this woman goes, it's Michael Jackson's house. And I think right in her face, I'm like, holy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like I love that. I yeah, love that. It was a great trip. It was a really, really, really great trip. Thanks to everybody um for joining us. And uh a little later in the show we'll talk about maybe next year's destination. But what miss. else do you have on eighties news now? September 5th would have been the 65th birthday of the late Freddie Mercury. Google marked the occasion with a special homepage featuring an animated tribute to Freddie and the Queen channel on YouTube celebrated by showing the band's 1986 concert at Wembley Stadium for free for two days. Sean, the legendary Queen from and left us in 1991, 20 years ago. Has his legacy grown or diminished during that time? Grown. Grown. You can, you can put him, and I, we've talked about this before on the show, you can put him in the argument for greatest frontman of all time. You really, really can. He is just, I mean, I think his stature has grown greatly, you know? A lot of kids coming up today are discovering Queen, and just imagine, this guy was larger than life. Yeah. He's as close as we can get to, like, a, a superhero, you know? He just had poise, he was flamboyant, but he also backed it up with great artistry. I mean, Freddie Mercury is, you know, and I think Queen as a whole, Queen as a whole, too, has also moved up in the ranks of, you could probably maybe even put them in the top ten of great classic rock bands of all time. Well, wasn't Brian May at the... Brian May was at the VMAs with Gaga. Right. And she, you know, a lot of these, and people like Gaga, for as much as we rip on her, give her credit for, she had Clarence Clemens on her album, for the you know, the late Clarence Clemens from the E Street Band. She had, you know, Brian May is on there, and so she understands her rock roots as well. So um, I still listen to a ton of Queen. My joke is always that when I retire from being a pop music critic, I'm just going to go home and listen to it like Queen on vinyl. Yeah, yeah. I, I was surprised to see the Google page tribute. I mean, I, to me, that's like... Right. You know, Mark Twain gets it, or right. Einstein, right? Right. I mean, now and now, Freddie. Mary, I, I'm I'm happy. I was pleased. I think well, I was that backs misty. up my argument. I think for Freddie yeah. being so uh, revered. I, I I was watching it last night, and then I started playing all the old Queen videos at home. You know, I had the day off after we got back from L.A. Same as you. Oh, thank God. And I just too. sat I there wiped. drinking a, a glass of wild turkey and watching <laughs> Queen videos. And man, I was just my man, my my. I was going to a dark place. I mean, I just thought it's just, it oh, about sucks Freddy? not having Jeez, Freddie you know, around. And here's what I want to believe, too, is that he would have been 65 so young. Are you kidding me? So young. I bet yeah. he could still hit his notes, too. I want to believe that if Freddie were still alive at 65, he could still hit his notes. What do you think? I like. To, I mean, I have to believe that. Yeah. That's what gets me through the day. There you go. <laughs> Stuck in the East Nation can celebrate because one of its own, the great Eddie Murphy, has agreed to host the Oscars early next year. 
Really? Axel Foley is hosting the Oscars. He is indeed, and a source close to the production of the Academy Award show tells us that funny men Billy Crystal and Jerry Seinfeld were also gunning for the coveted role. Sean, my question for you, is Eddie Murphy a good choice? Well, uh, yes. I, I heard some uh, condemnation in your voice and some sarcasm, but Eddie's a great choice. Here's the thing. I, I find it hard to believe that if Billy Crystal wanted to come back, they wouldn't let him come back. I mean, Billy Crystal owns that. I think he can come back whenever he wants because those were Oscar's heyday, right? No offense to Carson and Hope and all that stuff. Uh, I'll probably get hate mail for saying that. But Billy Crystal is considered probably the greatest Oscar host of all time. Um, however, Brett Ratner is directing and producing the Oscars, you know, the, the, the young, and he just directed Eddie in Tower Heist, which comes out this uh, Christmas. So he's like, I want Eddie Murphy. And come on, if you get a funny Eddie Murphy from Raw or Delirious, there you go. That's that's what I'm worried about. If you get a funny Eddie Murphy, what if we get the regular Eddie Murphy, the one who's kind of shy regular. and standoffish and truculent? No, you won't. He will not be truculent at all. Even though that's a <laughs> tremendous word. No, Eddie Murphy's a great choice. Great choice. I mean, it's the Oscars. It's like it needs juice. It, it needs to get. I mean, coming if you're Eddie Murphy following Anne Hathaway and oh, James yeah, it's Franco, the easiest gig ever in that sense. He's got no. He can't. He has nowhere my, to go but up. But my problem is, I want Eddie Murphy to do the Oscars, but I want Eddie Murphy from 1985 to do. Well, the Oscars. Well, he can't drop f bombs, but I think you get. He's a funny guy. He's Eddie Murphy. I know he's a. He was a funny guy. Can he still be a funny guy? You know, I'm worried. I'm a little worried for Eddie. All right, well, I hate Seinfeld because Seinfeld's an insider. He would be he'd be too dry. Uh, Seinfeld is really off the map now. Crystal is like he Crystal's blows. Old. Did you see? Did you see him after the? Yeah, he's um, got to be late he's, 60s. he's really old. I think he's. Um, he'll never I do love, it again. I love Murphy in this role. Yeah. I can't wait. I will tune in as well. I think ratings will skyrocket with Eddie Murphy there. I, and I just, I just hope. Here's the thing: Eddie Murphy wrote his own material as a kid. Like, does Eddie? Does, are we going to have somebody else? Bruce Valanche. Whatever that guy's name is, are we gonna have all these other writers writing for Eddie? That's what usually happens. I mean, it's gonna happen. I mean, he could deliver a line. And Tower Heist looks hilarious. I think this is the Eddie Murphy comeback to the Eddie we loved. He did a bunch of family movies. Boom, boom, boom. Let's see some really classic. And not Beverly Hills Cop Four. Please, dear God, somebody stop that project. No, <laughs> not Cop Four. On, on the Second News blog today, I did this thing where I said, you know, I think the show would be great if Eddie Murphy would occasionally come on stage as one of his characters. You know, like uh, Randy Watson from Sexual Chocolate, <laughs> or or come chocolate. On, Tyrone Green. You know, the the prison poet. You know, C I L L, my landlord. Kill if my, he does, my that, landlord lives across the street. Kill my landlord. Kill if my he landlord. does that, you know, he's forever in the Hall of Fame. If he doesn't, if he writes the sh the shtick that uh, they, they hand out to everybody else, I worry for him. Yeah, uh, but you know, I'm not afraid of handing out uh, shtick to other people. Especially when it comes to a little thing I like to call the, the Seggies. This is Marty Yu in Los Angeles, and these are the Seggies. This is Jim Withers from Australia, and these are the Seggies. This is Crash from Long Beach, and these are the Seggies. Allie Denning of Like Totally 80s, and these are the Seggies. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Brad in LA, and these are the Seggies. See, if you join us on Stuck in the 80s on one of the road trips, you too can be part of the podcast. See, there you go. We, we're inclusive. All inclusive. Everyone's invited to the party, Steve. Hey, half of them were in my hotel room. 
How come I wasn't invited? I never saw your hotel room. Yeah, I know. It was beautiful. I know. I know. It's beautiful. <laughs> All right. Reader mailbag Here we go. Uh, this week's reader mailbag comes to us from Martin C. Brown. Martin writes, Dear Stephen Sean, I just finished watching Streets of Fire on Wednesday night and saw you're having a podcast. I'm going to listen to it this weekend as I'm glad to hear there's at least one other fan out there. The music is one of the best 80s soundtracks ever. And the cast was more of an 80s who's who than I remembered. Shanice Kobaleski herself, Amy Madigan, E.G. Daly, the brunette from Too Close to Comfort, Deborah Van Valkenberg, and Bill Paxton was behind the bar. Two questions occurred to me. How in the heck did they get away with showing bare breasts in a PG film? I know this was probably PG-13, but still. And two, who had a grudge against windows? There seemed to be an over-the-top amount of broken glass. I've been looking um, to get a download of the soundtrack since all I have is vinyl, but no luck so far. Let me know if you know of a source later. Martin C. Brown. Well, Martin, one, I believe the breasts you're referring to are Maureen Jahan's breasts, the flash dance girl who's also seen dancing on the bar doing the exact same moves. She's got three moves. She did them in Flashdance. <laughs> she did them again in Streets of Fire. And Windows, yes, there's a lot of violence, a lot of breaking of things. Yeah, I can't explain the breast thing other than it was a PG, PG-13 sort of snafu. I guess since nobody watched it, nobody cared. Um, as for the soundtrack, good news, Martin C. Brown. I own it now. Yes, you do own it. Uh, in L.A., we went to Amoeba Records. Oh, God, the great Amoeba Records. And Sean got there before me and texted me saying, I have a surprise. <laughs> yes, and you showed up and I had two copies of Streets of Fire on vinyl, plus a copy for you on CD. Yeah. Oh, and even yeah. that, I'm telling you, Spearsy in LA is different than Spearsy in Tampa Bay. And I, and I, and I've, I've been saying this to a few people and like, you were really like, the big smile on your face. You were excited to see both me and the Streets of Fire soundtracks. Yeah. God. Oh, so I bought it. Yeah. And uh, I also bought like a, another soundtrack, which will remain nameless. No, tell them what you bought. I feel bad. Say it, because it's, it's the, one of the funniest lines yeah. from the... Uh, oh, man. It's... Amoeba Records, if you have never seen it. Like Steve said, your quote was, Sean, you overhyped it, but you didn't hype it enough or something like you that? You did overhype it, but it didn't come close to matching the there majesty... It's, that is me, but and records. I'm more of a geek for that stuff than you. But you walked in, and you were like, I mean, really, could you spend like three hours in there and still not see it all? Yeah, it's correct? the size of like a Walmart. It's huge, but all but hipster. Like it's not like buying a record and say Best Buy. I mean, it's very, very, it's very hipster. It's it's like going to like a, the corner independent record store that we all know and love, and literally seeing like fifty of them, you know, stacked boom, side boom, by boom, side. Boom, yeah, boom, boom, boom. boom, boom. And Tell them what you bought. Pump up the volume. <laughs> the Christian Slater movie. And Steve says, you felt, when you were checking out, you felt like you were being judged. <laughs> I did. God. It's not that hipster. I think it's pretty inclusive. Plus, plus, I bought a t-shirt for myself, you know, and so I had to ask, do you have any double XL shirts behind the counter? One, and the woman kind of looked at me, and I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I bought one, too. Uh, I bought a large wishful thinking and I I just washed it and I might have to borrow one of your double XLs. Oh god, and the most incredible thing happened on the last day. I get a call from the front desk of our hotel saying, um, um someone someone Mr. Spears, someone just dropped off a, a bag for you. <laughs> I'm like, uh, okay. I think it's some sort of uh present from Amoeba Records. And so I go down there and I pick up this bag and it's from Stony Stitt. Yeah. Saying, Hey, I wish I, you know, wish I'd had a chance to to meet you. 
Um, but you know, the, the Redbury Hotel has its standards as far as letting people uh, pass the front desk. But he gave, he bought me a shirt. Another, so I have two Amoeba shirts. Yeah, I got a, I got a letter from Sony Stitt and some coupons. <laughs> Effer, thanks, Tony. <laughs> no, thanks. I was calling Steven Effer, not you. Yeah. That's great. All oh, those coupons will come in, really came in handy as I opened the package on the way to the airport. <laughs> Shut up, Steve. What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for mystery movie moment. Hey, I'll play a movie clip from the A's if you can get it right. You know what I'm going to give you this time? It's amazing. I actually have presents. Uh, remember all those little... We, I brought all these little buttons. Yeah. Let's say stuck in the eighties to to Hollywood to give away to everyone who came to the picnic, and I still have a bunch left over. Do we give all away all our prizes? No, I still have some. What so about the other CDs and stuff? Cool. Have some CDs. So I'm gonna give you. A, I'll give you a button. If if you send me the correct answer, um, and your name. Here was last show's mystery clip. Tempt me, devil, and you'll fail. Fine, 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 fine. Just please sit down, relax. Don't get tense. Ah, yes, that's Holy Moses starring the late Dudley Moore and the late John Ritter. Oh, I think Richard Pryor's in it, too, right? Holy crap, you're right. Yeah, the late Richard Pryor. Oh, my God. It's like God, a poltergeist want- of uh, <laughs> 80s comedies. Sorry, I want to see that. I wonder if Netflix has it. I don't know. It's going right to my number one. Yeah, we had a lot of winners. We had uh, Shazam, a.k.a. Chris from St. Louis. Dan Vey. We haven't heard from Dan in a while. Kevin Wench. Marissa Rapier. <laughs> you know, L.A. was great. But could it have been even greater if Rick and Houston could have joined us? <laughs> Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. There are two dilemmas that rattle the human skull. How do you hold on to someone who won't stay? And how do you get rid of someone who won't go? If you know it, email us at stuckinese@tampa.com and tune in next week to find out if you're a wiener. Ah, the mystical refrain of name that 80s tune. Hey, I'll play a snippet of a song from the 80s, and again, get it right, and I'll send you a button. Assuming, I guess you can put a button in an envelope, right? I mean, it's not going to crush it or anything. They're going to open it up. It's going to fall apart. You could wrap it in some tissue. Why is that? Why are you laughing when you say that? Because <laughs> I wrap everything in tissue. <laughs> I know you do. I know you do. Pay attention. Here was last show's mystery clip. That's Someone's Calling by Modern English. John Daly, you have a blank expression on your face. No, but I, I also have a, a whimsical smirk because I know that you could be alluding to a future show it with could, this. Could be. Yeah. And we had some winners, too, that actually knew this song. Only a few. No. Uh, Jason, the Ontario Kid Melmer, uh, Kevin Metal, Tony Green, and... <laughs> I really set myself up now. I... <laughs> if you don't do it. Yeah, I know. And Dr. Um, Incognito. He makes my dreams come true. Dr. Incognito. Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery tune. If you know it, email us at stuckinews.tempe.com. Include your name and your mailing address if you want the pen. And tune in next week to find out if you're a wiener.
Uh, Sean, do you, I have to ask you, do you recognize the mystery music right there that we just played? No, I don't, but I love it. It's so alluring. It's Wall of Voodoo with Hollywood the Second Time. You know, so that's interesting that the name of the song is Hollywood the Second Time, because should we take Stuck in the 80s out to Hollywood for a second time? I'll tell you what, the town welcomed us, and how good are the radio stations out there? Oh, my God. Because they're they're retro. It's such a retro town anyway. I mean, going back to the 20s, obviously. But the radio stations, it's not, first of all, I didn't have to hear the same damn Katy Perry song on every station. Nothing against Katy Perry. But really, in Tampa Bay, like, three or four stations all play the same three songs. Right. Enrique Iglesias, Katy Perry. You know, Rihanna. No offense to them, but Jesus. But LA you go to and it'll be they'll have eighty stations, but yeah. they'll play like obscure you cuts. Know what, this is what gets me about LA. And and it made me happy, but now it makes me sad. Um and you kind of illustrated right there. Tampa Bay, the radio stations here, they're all fighting over the same old stale donut, you know, the Katy Perry crowd. We are never gonna be as cool as LA here. And I, when I was in LA, I felt horrifically miserable. Once I realized that no matter what I wore, I was the geekiest guy walking around on Hollywood Boulevard at night. It's not even true. We just oh we just God. spent a whole show. No, no, about I, how I, you I love, I love it. But I'm just telling you. I mean, no matter what I wore, I felt like a total nerd. I mean, I, you can't. There's no. There's no way to explain. Um, I mean, you probably you fit in because you you know you have you're you're more you know in hip with the times. I'm wearing a lime green shirt. Cargo pants and flip flops, walking around like yeah, 10 and you had at like night. and you had twenty people come up and say, "I love what you did." <laughs> no, I'm talking about like when I'm, I'm talking about after after the Hollywood Bowl show. It was just ah, just so felt that, like I didn't our, fit in. Our first, night, I don't fit in. Our first night there, you know, we went to dinner at uh, Musso and Frank, and uh, there wasn't room for me in the car to get a ride home. So I literally walked home like how many miles? Probably like six miles, yeah. five miles. Yeah, I'm on Hollywood Boulevard, then I cut down the Sunset Strip. I was the happiest man in the world. I'm telling you, Amoeba Records is so great that it is like I could move out there. Like it's, it would be on my list of reasons to move to LA. It's so sure, good. Yeah. But the weather is amazing, and the radio stations are good. I mean, the Hollywood Bowl was packed. Nineteen thousand. Nineteen thousand. So let me ask you this: Next year rolls around 2012, and hopefully the economy is a little bit better. But I'm not counting on it. Should we do another show, another road show? I hope we do. If we do. What's on your wish list now? I mean, obviously, we've, we can cross off Vegas. We can cross off um, L.A. at least for a while. God, you know while. what I'd like to get is a sponsor. You know, we've talked about a sponsor to allow us to do a couple of these shows because I don't think L.A. should totally be off the list. But obviously, you have Chicago is pretty central. Um, you know, we could go up to New York and do one. Um, or we could do something fun. You know, I, I like Milwaukee. <laughs> Or overseas, <gasps> Munich <Nick>. for Oktoberfest. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you know, you know what's funny. After Tampa Bay, if you look on Facebook and you look at our stats to see where our friends are, um, Atlanta is actually the next. Is the, the we could road one. we could road trip it there. Save yeah. save a little money. It just doesn't seem very sexy though. Nothing. Nothing against our friends in Atlanta. I'm just saying. 
There's something missing about Atlanta. Atlanta. Mm. After that, it's Dallas. That'd be fun. After that, it's New York. Really? You know where LA is? LA's down the list. LA's like or seven or eight on the list. Oh, God, LA was so good. I, I want to have business out in LA twice a year. Yeah. Twice yeah. a year would be fun. You know, it's such. I, I'm glad you really liked it. I wasn't sure if you would like that town or not. And I'll, I, you, you got you got a pretty good representation of of L.A. You know, um, you saw Santa Monica. You saw obviously Beverly Hills, where we were is very touristy. You know, right? Sunset Strip gets nicer the closer you get to Beverly Hills. You know, it gets a little little dicey. And same with Hollywood. I mean, Hollywood Boulevard is a tourist trap where you were. You know, yeah. But there's cool it's little still, pockets. It's still, of it's still kind of you know crappy. But you saw the farmers market, which you loved. Like yeah. you could live out there, man. It's, so it's that that weather's like that all the time. I know. I just, that's the one thing I, I will miss a lot. But, but tell you what, uh, all our listeners, where would you like us to go next? You know, the trick of it is. Find us a really great like '80s show like this one. You know, four bands performing together on a weekend night. You find a Friday or Saturday night with a bunch of great bands playing in your town. And let's—I'm not... going to be itching to go. And here's the thing: this show is pretty darn good. This show is pretty darn good. It was blew out the blew away the Vegas show, right? Oh yeah, we did it. We did it right, and we're going to do it again as long as people stay here. Hopelessly, <laughs> you don't even want to say. <laughs> do it. You do it. Hopelessly stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is produced by the St. Petersburg Times and TampaBay.com. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for the music for the opening credits. Read our blog at TampaBay.com slash blogs slash 80s. And don't forget to subscribe to the show at iTunes. Hopelessly stuck in the 80s. No. No, you don't like the way that works?